0: We want better schools. We want them now. Stand in our way and you'll catch these eight black hands with Ankrum, Cole, El Elmecki, and Stewart. Join us now for an hour or more of talk on education and culture. All right, welcome to the eight black hands podcast. This is episode 68. I want to make sure I get these episodes right because you know we, we're getting up there, fellas. Damn near near 100. So let's Damn do man. our check-ins. Um, Reef, how you doing, bro? Doing well, man. Doing
1: well. Excited to see you all. Um, good to be back, man. Happy Sunday to you.
2: That's what's right. up. Yeah, Charles, how you doing? I'm doing well, man. I um, you know, just trying to stay focused, man, and trying to um, you know, trying to trying to Make really good use of this time. Trying to make sure I'm not going crazy. Like I really been just trying to check in on that stuff, and uh, and that's pretty much it over here, man. Just really been focused on the goals that I've set. So, um, yeah, brother. How about you, man? How have
0: you? What's new with you? How have you been? <laughs> man, thanks for asking, bro. I'm, you know, I started walks back. So mm-hmm. you know, we are doing Monday through Friday. My um my exercise series with my daughter that's over. We did thirty days. You know, trying to get everybody. Fit and thinking about being fit you know mm-hmm. um so i guess for me man next up is just monday through friday with the walks staying consistent and uh, and kicking it with y'all man i'm proud and, and happy to be here bro <laughs> well
2: let's jump in man because i know i mean uh you know chris
0: is here he's just working on some stuff so but let's go ahead and get, and get that thing started all right, bro, so we got a warm-up question tonight. And so this question comes from one of our patrons, right? And so the question is, three cops were fired in Wilmington, uh, North Carolina, for saying racist epithets about Black Lives Matters and black cops in general. Bro, they really went in. If you heard this audio, it was crazy. At like, how they were talking about black people and I just like, how so they just don't give a shit about us. So what did they say? Give us an example of something that they said.
1: Yeah, because a lot of people may not have heard it.
0: Nigger. That's the example I'm gonna go with.
2: (laughs) I mean, but like, okay, so they said that word, but I'm saying like, you said they went in, like they like, we gonna
0: gonna kill them all, all, like
2: kill all these niggas. Okay, Uh, yeah, we just gotta, you know, we gotta build it up for the people. We gotta let them know what was said. Uh, Reef, what's your thoughts on it, man?
1: And the fact that they were fired, they were—they may have been replaced with six uh, folks with the same exact mindset. So, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, they, they should be fired. I listen. I told y'all, uh, like last year, seventy police officers in Philadelphia were put on administrative leave. Some of them were let go. Some of them were brought back because they had their own Facebook chat room where they just were just ignorant as as you know oh heck but a lot of the same stuff they they tell people to their faces they were just putting it in this chat where it was more proof you know because they'll they'll tell you they'll call you names they'll be belligerent and ignorant and then they'll deny it and say oh you you were assaulting me or resisting or an illegal arrest (laughs) you know so you know i i think you know, it's a, it's a yes, we can address individuals, but until we address the system, because that system breeds it, it rewards it, it supports it. And it attracts that a lot of people with that type of mindset. When the FBI is saying, yo, KKK members are joining, you know, when the KKK is saying, hey, KKK members are joining uh, the city level uh, cops, you, you already know how deep it is. Mm hmm.
2: Yeah Um, yeah, I I think I mean listen I I mean I think it makes sense you know what I'm saying Like you gotta it's the climate that We in it's not that's not okay for them to say I think that people are moving swiftly because they don't want to see Other actions happen in a place I think that there's a lot of um, So yes they probably they should Not have that job with that type of power if they Feel that way and they are dumb enough To like express that publicly or whatnot I also want to make sure as We're like you know family guy Is getting rid of like <laughs> the person that played, you know, uh the black character for 20 we years really or whatever. Really yeah. I mean, like, that's that's that that wasn't what I had on my mind when we put up when I put up a black fist around like <laughs> what, what it is. And I think that we need to like not let these smaller things, which is fine, but not let those cloud us from the larger issues of breaking down these systems and actually building these things in an equitable way. Cause I could care, I couldn't care less who who was doing the family guy voice, right? I do care about like these systems that we put our kids in, or that the police system that I'm walking down the street in that can cuff me whenever they want. Um, and I don't have any power in it. So I just so want to say
1: make- what do you say about the family? What what is that all about? So family guy, uh <laughs> Cleveland Brown,
2: baby. Cleveland Brown. It's the Cleveland show. <laughs> but he, he he's voiced by a white dude. And so all the white people that voice like black characters is like, oh, I quit, I'm done, it's cool. Like I've seen the error in my ways. And it's like, yeah, man, that's fine, man. That's what cool, do what you got to do. If that's what you're worried about, God bless you. You know what I'm saying? But no. I'm just saying there's bigger things. And there are some people that's fighting that fight, which is fine. But I'm just saying that there are bigger things.
0: Yeah, so, you're right. Uh, but bro, this is this is cancel culture time, like on, on steroids and shit, bro. So it's like, yo, you got to make those kind of commitments and whatnot in order to stay relevant, bro. Mm-hmm. Yes,
2: we just got a, a message from somebody. Uh, somebody just sent me a message. They were just saying, "Hey, I love the show, and I want to repost it, uh, but I can't because it has a, a curse word. It's scrolling on the bottom." So, just FYI, uh, thank you for that message. I let the I let the group know. Uh, she's 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 a school teacher, very young children. So. Um, but I will uh but thank you for letting us know. And I and apologize. Continue. It's all don't trip. I just
0: I just got the message. So I'm just like, I all got right. you. Yeah. So one more question, too. Here we go. All right. So <laughs> Chris, you came in right at the perfect time, bro. All right. So uh given what we know, should Candace Owens have a platform to talk about black people? Chris, we'll start with you. <laughs> no,
3: <laughs> no she shouldn't she shouldn't have a platform to talk for anybody ever in history <laughs> again <laughs> no 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 listen let's just be real okay so how you feel.
0: Feel.
3: right everybody everybody has a right to, to say what they want to say everybody has a right to have an identity and to be whatever politics you want to have or whatever everybody has that right Sure. But she's the most disingenuous of people that it it doesn't even make sense to talk about her as if she's an honest person who's honestly stating some views that need to be part of like some honest conversation or debate about anything. It's not true. Listen, she was a liberal um, not that long ago. She wrote she she had a pro Obama site that attacked Trump viciously even attacking his genitalia on her, on her, her platform. Right. And she was that type of person. She was down with the NAAC had a lawsuit where she made money, where she sued white boys for mm-hmm. racial discrimination, all this stuff. And then she ran a doxing website and got a lot of heat for it. And she website. A, it's a doxing website. She made a, a, a website called, yeah, doxing. This is, this is how she came to fame. She made a, a site that specifically was made at, at, canceling people. So what you would do is you would go to the site It's called social autopsy. You would go to social autopsy and you would input a person if they ever said anything bad on Twitter or on Facebook or whatever, so that it would build a file for them that eventually could be used to get them fired, get them canceled. So it was a canceling, so, uh, a canceling platform. This was her big idea. And she got so much pushback for this from victims of, of, uh crimes and you know just whatever lots of pushback for it that she had to. she got shamed for it whatnot and out of that came some really right-wing friends right and she made this a miraculous uh change and basically she put a youtube video on called mom and dad i'm coming out as a conservative something like that and it got lots of views, lots of hits. And then she made another one and another one and another one before, you know, it, she's working for right wing groups and, you know, she's got this platform. She's kind of like she's like America's premier black, white supremacist. Right. So they <laughs> try her. They trot her out every time that they need uh, like, you know, white supremacy mammy. Right. She just comes stringing along. There's no such thing as as police brutality. You know, the biggest Ooh. problem is black fathers. Uh, there's no such thing as racism, systemic racism. It's a joke. Come on, man! Come on, man! (laughs) Like, like you, you sued a racial demographic girl. Get your perm right, and then just leave (laughs) us alone, right? Just leave us alone. Just leave us alone. Like you don't have.
0: Hey, hey, just so y'all know out here, if y'all rocking naturals, we cool with it. Perms, naturals, whatever. That's true. Do whatever it is y'all got to do in order to feel beautiful about yourselves. Yeah, she'll never be
3: natural. Yeah, she'll never be (laughs) natural, bro. Hey, did she never will be natural.
1: All right. What, so what's that? Uh, what was that Join Y'all told me I forgot the name already. See, I can't keep that kind of extra trivial pursuit stuff in my head sometimes when it's uh, silly. You talking about like a website? No, the join where oh. the blind KKK guy, we, we need a woman version. <laughs> Clayton Bixby bruh. Huh? Clayton,
2: Clayton Bigsby. Yeah. bro? bruh.
1: Yeah. So Claytona is yeah. up in the house, you know? Man,
0: (laughs) I I can't stand (laughs) y'all, Clayton Bigsby. What's your thought, right? Auntie Remus is so okay. So here is the deal, right? So like I saw, I I got, I, I caught a glimpse of, um, of her doing a panel conversation with uh, Killer Mike and Ti, and um. Mm -hmm. And she had some, she had some interesting points. I'm not going to say they're good. I'm not going to say they're bad because I know that this kind of thing could get you canceled in real life. And so I think that you guys should take a look at uh, the audience. I think you guys should take a look at what she had to say. So wait a um, minute, now you scared to say your there opinion? Were, there were points in, there were He points. is. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. It, it just, so, hey, listen, there were points in the, um in the conversation. In which um I saw Killer Mike quiet down uh the audience in order to hear what she had to say. Uh and there were also times in which T.I., who was adamantly opposed to some of the things that she was saying, was nodding his head like, oh, okay, I can see you saying that. Or, oh, okay, I can see you saying whatever. So I mean, not everything that she says is uh I I, I don't know. You guys gotta see. I it. asked
3: you, I asked you, I asked you earlier to say one thing that she said in there, because you said she made some salient points. And I'm like a person who, like, I love salient points. I'm a consumer of salient points, so give me one.
0: One point she made was she kind of alluded to the fact that it was was the liberals' position that kind of ruined the black uh, dad's position in family. So I guess what she was trying to say was the crime bill of 1994 desecrated the African American family in the sense that it gave uh, prison sentences, uh, disparate prison sentences to uh, to African American males during the Crack Era. That I can agree with because I I think she was talking
3: about welfare, bro. I don't think she was talking about the crime bill. I think she was talking about welfare reform. Okay. She's talking about how welfare kicked the father, the black father, out of the house. Which is a true point until you jack up the point to use it to say that there is no racism anymore because it was just Democrats mess, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, Democrat uh, welfare killed everything. So, you know, a dude dying in the street with a knee to his neck ain't a big deal.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, we're not saying that. I mean, come on, bro. I mean, that's what she she is. If she's saying all these things, (laughs) uh, you know, and everybody should disregard, you know, uh, systemic racism, uh, white savagery and all of that. You know, like that's that's a falsehood. She's taking one nugget of, of fat and then trying to spread it over the whole sandwich. No, that's that's not that's not the truth. Fill
0: it. All right, so folks, if you have an opinion about, Candace I mean, oh this-
1: yeah, if she says something like, so Robin just uh put it in there, Robin Renee, if she says like, oh, Democrats take our votes for granted, like that's fact, but it doesn't mean that there's not white supremacy all over the place, the fox and the wolf, like yeah, they do take it for granted. We allow them to take our our vote for
0: granted, right? Yeah. All right, so yeah. I mean, so, so apparently she said some. Anyway, listen If you felt like She said something good You felt like she said Something bad Rock out in the comments Let us know We gotta move on
1: Can I answer the question? Sure, sure He said you gotta move on
2: well, that's fine. Go ahead. I didn't. I didn't answer, and I had a slightly different opinion than y'all. I, I right, mean,
0: so go ahead with your answer.
2: Yeah, the question ain't if I like her or not. Is does she? Def- does she deserve a platform? And if she got a platform, then she then she has it. Like it is what it is, right? Like you know, the internet is democratized at this moment. So I mean, I'm not a fan of hers, mm-hmm. and I think that sometimes she makes a lot of. Go- she does make points or whatever. Um, she's not, she's not somebody that I would subscribe to. But if 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 Rush Limbaugh and all these other people, all these other crazy like uh, right wing folks, if if they can build the audience and they got it, then they deserve it. I mean, we live in a country with free speech. I don't want to get to a place where people can be like, you you can't have a platform because you don't agree with what I agree with. And so I don't agree with anything she says for the most part. I actually didn't think she did very well at the at at, at that summit at all. Uh, You know, we did a show on it. Um, But I do want to just say, like, To answer the question as it's written, given what we know, should she have a platform? If she works and builds it and and she got one and she got one. She got 2.5, bro. So, I mean, it, it don't, it don't really matter if we think she deserved one or not. If <laughs> that's the case, you, she built that shit and she worked and got it, then she got it. I think it's, I bet it's a bunch of people out there right now that's looking at the four of us and being like, why them Negroes got a platform? Like, well, you know, they those deserve- people are stupid,
0: though. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I, hey, we're not doing this this week. We're not so doing it. this this so week.
2: That, so that's, 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 that's just my point. Like I said, I, I agree with y'all. The, the question wasn't about my sentiment for her. My, the question was, so if she
0: deserved a platform.
3: It was a warm-up no, no, question. Charles, like, listen, Charles, all, all three of y'all, You have a cousin in your family who ain't got no business talking at family gatherings, right? If you don't, God bless you. Let me come to all your family (laughs) gatherings. I got family members, ain't got no business talking. Well, right. I mean, my thing is four drinks into the night. So, yeah, Yeah, it's It's not about
2: family. I mean, my thing is,
1: I got family members who I don't mind them talking. I just make sure that it's very clear they don't speak for me. (laughs) You know, it's a difference. Mm -hmm. They can run their mouth all they want. You know what I mean? But, like, is we just make it clear like, you're speaking for yourself and the people that think like you. You're not you're not speaking for the people. The
2: reason why I say that, though, and I know and and, and he wants to move on and I want to make let, let, make sure he can. But I'll just say this in 15 seconds. I, the same rules that we apply to other people will someday come back and apply to us. Same things that make you smile and make you cry. So if we get into this habit of taking people's platforms away because we don't agree with what they say. Unless they're inciting violence, unless they're doing like something like, you know, super crazy like that, then. That leaves us open when there's a shift in power for people to get rid of my platform to get rid of my voice. So I gotta be fair. That's all I'm saying. And I still don't like her, but she does. Does she have a right to do it? If she can build a crowd and live her life, then do it. You but ain't got the wasn't,
3: question wasn't, wasn't, wasn't does she have a right
2: though? Yes, I think she has a right. The question says, Given what we know, should Candace Owens have a platform to talk about black people?
0: Yeah, and that's what I'm saying than a is, right.
3: I
2: think she should have a right. I don't think
3: she should have it have a platform.
2: Got you.
0: Yeah, so I, so, so the fo- the fo- the follow-up question to that, right? Is that you know she so she just did a uh, a podcast with uh Mark uh, Lamont. Yeah. Mark
2: my Hill, yeah.
0: Canceled. uh, from, uh the, the uh academic from Philly who was just uh in the news recently because hey, he was be very way. upset with uh with having to um with having to share a platform with uh Russell Simmons. But right. then the segue was, I'm going to now do a show with Candace Owens. What are y'all's That's thoughts right. on that?
3: That's right. So so set it up the right way. He was on a program. <laughs> and in the middle of the program that he was on, Russell Simmons came on and, and Mark right. didn't know that Russell was going to be part of it. And while Mark was on it, he sent a a, a text message to the producer saying, I don't feel comfortable being here with Russell Simmons on the same stage right. as me right now. And then he followed up with them later to tell him that, that like he didn't feel comfortable. And and his basic thing was like, it's a me too thing. Like, you know, I, I believe the women that have accused Russell of some things. I don't know that Russell has been uh, convicted or nothing, but, but Mark is basically saying, I, I support the women. So I don't want to be on the same thing with him. And then he does uh, uh Candace Owens's sh- show who honestly, in my mind symbolizes, as much wrong in the world as anything that you would be accusing Russell Simmons of doing.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So so what's the question, Ray? Like are you asking how we feel about
0: like what yeah, like I'm asking how you feel about it? I'm asking you how, how you feel about, you know, him doing one platform uh, him being concerned about being canceled for one platform, but then not being as concerned about the second platform is my question.
2: Well, I think I mean, that's but I'm, I'm glad Chris had you clarify though, All right, because it's not that he chose to do that one and chose to do this one. The, the beef that he had, which I, I don't necessarily I mean, that's his business. But it was that he didn't know Russell was coming and then he talked to them and then they didn't keep their word about not airing it. And he got kind of ambushed and got, got in trouble that way. That's, that's very different than choosing to go and be on the show with Russ or whatever, and then (laughs) choosing to go on Candace's show. So that, that's why that clarification is important. I mean, I don't care. I think that like you have to talk to people you don't agree with. If, if she is somebody that has millions and millions of people that listen to her and he has an opportunity to have a debate with her or whatnot, he might, you know, he gets exposed to a, a group of people that wouldn't normally hear him and the same goes for her. I mean, I look at that like I, I like when Chris and Julian did their debate. Right. Because what it did is it brought Chris into a room where he would not normally be and people wouldn't hear him. So, I mean, again, we can't get to this place where we just don't engage in like debate and conversation just because we don't agree with somebody. That That's just me. And that's, you know, you know what? And I'll say this, though. He didn't really you broke up, bro. bro. That's the whole thing. Like in a
3: clip I saw so far is coming up so we can all watch it and later like say something about it later. But he didn't really debate her. Like you, she was you, making you crazy broke, points. You broke up, he, uh, Chris, you got to say that again. What was your point? I was just saying that, like, it doesn't look like he really actually debated her. Like, when, when you look at him, he went soft on her, right? Like, like she says, I, I haven't seen it and I
2: haven't seen it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So, I
3: so you would it. expect him at his level of intellect, the type of softballs <laughs> she was throwing at him, like from a right wing <laughs> perspective. I mean, she she was just Who saying was the this? most right wing stuff, you know, <laughs> out there. And you would expect him to, like, he's a he's a black scholar. You would expect him to. You know, attack if
2: he didn't we'll But this see. is after though, right? This is this is after he just got into all that trouble with black women. I mean, this is done this. Underst- I think I think Mark is playing to his crowd, right? He why just was got he in trouble up. with black women. What do you mean? Again, so that's why we told the story. <laughs> oh, on from that, that okay. All right. <laughs> he, he was all right. on the platform and I didn't know was there like, was backlash don't from somebody don't just come for a reef on the show. I got you, I got you. I'm not I, in 30 seconds, I'll try to explain it. He did a very very popular podcast called Drink Champs with Noriega. Noriega is a former rapper. Okay, he has rappers and the other the other folks from the black community. But it's a very like raw show. I mean, they smoke, they drink on the show. Like it's a it's a very like it's a certain aesthetic. They smoke Martin, reefer on the show. Oh my god, just let me finish. <laughs> Mark Lamont
0: Hill <laughs> not, 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 mark, not mid-grade, not mid-grade so, reefer. So Mark
2: Lamont Hill wow. was a guest on the show, and he said that he didn't know that Russell Simmons was also coming in because sometimes they shoot multiple episodes, sometimes mm. they stretch it out, especially no, with the I, pandemic. I
1: understood all that. I didn't know that there was backlash from so what, so, so
2: what happened is when when that it, the next part came out, title and mark Lamont Hill got a lot of smoke because. Mark Lamont Hill has been a really big advocate uh, for listening to Black women and lifting that up. And it's like, oh, you're giving, you're playing part in giving this guy that with all these accusations a platform. And it's, and and instead of Mark Lamont Hill kind of like just, Mark Lamont Hill went directly into, um, um, you know, he apologized a bunch of times and he kind of wanted to, uh, you know, he did what he needed to do and people can have their thoughts about that. So that's the backstory of it. And the question is, and what Ray is saying is like, but then he went and did, this 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 episode with this super conservative woman that's against black people. But my thing is, if I'm looking at that and I'm just watching the tea leaves and if we're going to be honest on this podcast, I think he just got into some stuff with a whole bunch of people that he care about. And I think he wanted to go in on a show where his restraint would be tested and he gets to kind of say. Oh, and I just did this thing where I gave voice to a black woman that I don't even agree with and I was respectful and I did these things. That's how I saw it. But again, I, I everybody don't think like that. Everybody don't think in those chess moves. So now... You know, I just wanted to offer that clarity because I knew there was probably some people that was like, what did they what happened? I don't know what happened.
1: Yeah, I was I was part of that group.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I feel it. All right. So so let's jump into the show, man. It's warm up. You got the crowd warmed up man. the audience is ready to go. All right. Question one. Fellas, there's a lot. All right, my of- bad, my bad. A lot of talk about defunding the police. What about defunding schools? What are y'all thoughts? Let's start with uh, Reef. I mean, it depends on what you mean with defunding. <laughs> you know,
1: one yeah, one has word, kids. Word it. is
2: important. Yeah. You said you named the show defunding trash schools.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. No, you no, no, talking no. about the oh, one with kids in it? it yeah, let, me, like, let, me, let me fix it for y'all. Is it was all good, in, like bro. an empty building? <laughs>
1: you know, like Germantown, Germantown <laughs> High School or, or uh, Germantown Avenue that have been abandoned for like a decade now. Takes up six blocks, and is there you go. defunded Thank and empty.
0: What about defunding trash? Schools? Listen, I'm, listen. I'm not. I'm. You,
1: y'all know me. I'm not really for shutting down schools without. So I, I believe in turnaround schools. I believe in turnaround teams. I believe in in uh, anchors and communities. I just don't feel comfortable with with. Uh, People in power, you know, usually a lot of white folks just saying sh- sh- we're going to shut down the school. I'm all about alternatives, though, and accountability. So my last 16 years have been in turning around schools and neighborhoods. And I couldn't do that if you're going to defund me at the same time. All
2: right. Uh, Chris. Wait, some they said somebody has an echo. Uh, a few. Uh, we just got multiple people. Let us know if you all still hear an echo. And in the meantime, I'll mute while I'm not speaking.
3: I'll do the same, Dr. Cole.
0: <laughs> I'm not doing that shit. It is what it is, Joe. So, so on, it's on you. Answer the question.
2: <laughs> I got you oh, for me, um, I mean, I look, man, I think that like when you talk about defunding schools, I, I, I honestly I think the whole defund thing, like, I think we could have used a better title just in general. Like, I think they could have used it for police because I st- I end up spending more time explaining actually what defund means. Um I think that it depends, man, on who you're talking to with this conversation. I think that there are bad schools out there that need some support. And I think there are bad schools out there that need to go, that need to be closed down. Um, And I think that what the problem is, is we don't always agree on what bad is or what trash is um, and whether it's an issue that can be fixed or if we need to just kind of wash our hands and uh, start over. I actually the reason why I, I answered this question like this, because I worked in a district and I used to answer it really flippantly, like kind of like, yeah, if it's a trash school and it ain't serving kids, close it down. But then I did see that you had to had to take some stuff on a case by case basis. I think the issue why it's so inflammatory and why we are using such aggressive language, though, is because anytime there is a bad alternative school, charter school, whatever, people are like, oh, shut it down, shut it down, shut it down. And then they don't keep that same energy when it's their traditional school in that situation. It's like, well, it's the funding, it's this, it's systemic, it's that. And I just think that sometimes folks are looking for consistency, but the war is so toxic that people are not able to hear each other in it. So you have to scream and say, well, we just don't defund trash school. So I get the sentiment, but I do think that us as professionals that kind of know in this space, I think that we got to, you know, we got to have some science behind it and take a case by
0: case basis. That's my opinion. Cool. And so the title's provocative and you need provocative titles in order to draw people in. So while you're sitting up dissing the title, I'm talking numbers, about in general. I, numbers. I'm talking numbers. about bro. general, bro. I'm, All right. So Chris,
3: on you. I agree with Charles. I, I, I think like, you know, the defund thing is great because <clears throat> sometimes you need to cut to the chase for people. So defund the police, defund the CIA, defund this or whatever gets you like cuts the discussion so far to a point where um you could you have something good to start with like like maybe we're not talking about waking up tomorrow taking all the money from police maybe we're not talking about waking up tomorrow and having no police whatsoever but it sure does get a good discussion started when you say defund the police because really we have funded the police to such an absurd militaristic level Mm -hmm. that defund is not all that absurd of a place to start with the conversation because over the years they have built uh Cash, cash cows out of police departments and given them military weapons that they're, they're never supposed to use on the American public. They've gotten tanks and shit that they're not supposed to have. As poli- They've done this over a long period of time. So to say defund them, honestly, I could see how people would, oh my God, that sounds so unrealistic. Doesn't sound nearly as unrealistic as where they have come in the last 20 to 30 years. Uh, with all this money, all this militarism that they've got going on, defund trash schools. I mean, man, what else are you going to say after 150 years after you've given your your children over to a system? And the, the, <laughs> like, you know, we need an objective measure with the with the school, which schools are trash or not. I agree with Charles on that, but goddamn, people, smart people are going to keep arguing about what those measures are. Should it be test scores? Well, test scores don't tell us everything. Should it be the teachers and their, their evaluations? Well, that doesn't tell us everything. And until we fix poverty, we don't know what a trash school is. Until we like make sure that every family has two white college educated parents, we can't say whether or not it's the school that's the problem. I mean, man, some people just need language that cut to the chase and get down to the real shit. And the real shit here is there are millions of black children walking to schools every day that by any objective measure are trash. Thanks. Right. I don't care what you like, what measure you try to install. I feel the same thing that Charles does. Having been a board member, a school board member, you do get a little bit of sensitive about people that want to do surgery with a hammer and, a, a you know, like come and just bust stuff up. Um, because sometimes what you break down and what you put in its place is worse than what you had before. So I get it. I get the sympathy around that. But the fact of the matter is smart people say shit like that. And we just stay in the same place in the same spot for another 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. Superintendents tell us, I just need time to turn things around. Principals tell us, I just need time to turn things around. <laughs> didn't you know, they stay for three years? <laughs> did they stay for another three decades and get pensions and shit? You know, we're politicians. We just need more money. That That's what will fix like the fact that we have rat infested schools in Detroit and we have teachers who can't teach in Atlanta. Right. We just need more money, whatever. Sometimes the Fannie Lou Hamer language system is just make it as plain as you can. Defund these bitches right now. Right.
2: F- Fannie, Lou, Fannie Lou wouldn't have said defund. She would have said burn that motherfucker down like she wouldn't. Have said, she don't. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I said. I don't know which defund. one she would have said because I know a lot of different things she said. But I've never, said, I, I just I never been in the hood and we just been like, oh, defund that. Right. We've been like, nah, take that money from them. And put it over here, right? But I get your point. I, swing I, that I over.
0: Point. Tw- swing that over to Reef. Reef, what's up, man? Let me hear that energy, in Philly.
1: <laughs> Listen, I, I was just thinking about the the uh, there were a group of students whose school ended up being shut down, and because the school was, you know, all the things that were, that we're saying uh, on the show, that all the kids were transferred to another school, which a year later was also shut down. And then these kids were transferred to a third school. None of this resolved the issue, right? And so these kids, we have kids who were in high school who ended up going to three different high schools and none of them would be something that, uh, you know, a school that the the teachers or the educators of our system would have wanted their own children in, right? And so when we're talking about all of this, I agree. Like, you know, what, you know, people will always say like, well, that, that doesn't capture everything. And that's not the right measure. And, you know, and some people really literally want to just, you know, have a hangout spot inside of a building and call it a school. And that's, that's just not fair to children. It's not fair to, to the community. It's not fair to society at at large, right? Like there has to be, we have to agree that, you know what, kids should be able to uh, be able to read, you know, period. They should be able to have gainful employment. They should be able to pursue their aspirations, and if, if half of almost half of them are not even graduating, that tells you right there, like, uh, you know, I, I get tired of the, you know, well, that doesn't measure this and that doesn't measure that. You know what that test that you gave in your own classroom doesn't measure Jack and
2: you give it every every Friday, if not more. Right. You know, I, I, Oh, I, I, I'm looking at this because I'm also like I, I'm getting I am tired of these blanket comments, though, like where you can tell that people that's not really in it and they'll just say blanket statements like, oh, well, this will close and it'll be a charter school or it'll be this or these school. It only happens to these people or whatever the case is. And it's like. Man, like it it ain't it ain't that simple. And some of these schools don't deserve our kids. I don't give a damn if it's charter, traditional, private or whatever, like until we understand and know what a good school looks like. And as a parent, you know how to go in and identify if learning is happening. You know what I mean? That's how we demand more. The difference is, is like, you know, I, th- I do think it's an issue of power. And a lot of these schools that people be caping for be racist as hell. And like it, it's super racist. It's racist to not have curriculum in that school for the child that is at grade level at all. It is racist to be in the black school and kids can get straight A's, but then they go to college and they are at an eighth grade reading level. Like these things are racist. Just because somebody didn't call you nigger don't mean that it's not racist. And I think if we're going to have that conversation, let's open it up and let's have it. When they yeah. say trash schools, that's what we're talking about. I'm talking about that. So it's. Oh, but I also understand that school being there. I went to a school that Huey Newton went to. Like I went to a school that is a pillar in my community, but five kids could read on grade level. And then people say something about the test, this, that and the third. Fam. The school just was not organized well, and it just was not serving our kids well. So we got to be able to have a real conversation about what quality is and define it. And I can I'm telling you right now, as somebody who does this work, I can smell from a mile away if you don't know what you're talking about. But you just reading out the lines that a union might have gave you. And that's not saying that these charters are great either. But I know what the lines are. We are. We can recite these lines right now. Black kids need they deserve a good education, though, regardless of
0: who the governance system is. And we need to know what that means. Facts. So listen up. So I don't have that many takes because yo, I put out a plan in order to uh, defund schools and I said exactly what it was. It's on Facebook. It's on Twitter. It's on both. So this is for y'all to get y'all shit off tonight. And I'm with it. I'm with the shits tonight. So next question. <laughs> what are y'all thoughts on schools that have failed families for generations? Charles, I'll start with you because you kind of highlighted it mm-hmm. in talking about these Oakland schools. So let's go. It ain't just Oakland, it's everywhere. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> man, but just- I, I
2: think, yeah, no, no, I got you. I feel you, bro. I appreciate the, I appreciate you passing it to me, man. I think that listen, if we there's a difference between tradition and then quality, right? Like, and we can love both. You know what I mean? I have I love tradition, man. I, I love even the trash ass schools that treated me poorly, man. I still got love and 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 like I'm a part of that team. I know what that means. And when you only get crumbs and everybody else eating steak, you still fight for them crumbs, even if them crumbs ain't good for you. And I so I get I get the psychology around it, and I've been there, you know what I'm saying? But I do think that we need to start having different conversations. It is not coincidental that every generation we can look at a school and pick random years and the sub set that's always getting the worst quality tend to look like us. Like, that's not on accident. And if we, and if, and, and if, and if the ant. this is the, the only thing that I'm frustrated by, and it's hard for me to even articulate And y'all do a much better job is that y'all go so hard when a charter school does something bad. I don't even I don't never I don't work at charter schools. I ain't go to. I don't care. Right. But y'all go so hard. And then I will show you the exact same glaring issues in a traditional school. And you just don't have the same energy. I will yell. I will yell with you about any trash school. I have no problem with it. I don't care. Listen, we got to stop being we got to stop being married, wedded and, 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 and faithful to systems that don't fuck with us. Like these systems do not care about us. They don't. You know what I'm saying? When you even look at Republican and Democrat, it's red and blue, just like Bloods and Crips. So all I'm saying is there are systems that are killing our babies and we send them to them. Every, we send our kids to it every day and they want you to blindly send your kid so much so that if you don't send your kid and put them somewhere else and you get caught lying, you go to jail like th- that's perverted. Like, that is perverse. Like, why should a mom go to jail? Because she says, I want a better school for my kid. And so, and then we kind of bastardize her if she, ch- she tries to choose something else for her child. That's my only beef. So that's my thought. I'm sorry that it wasn't articulate, but I f- it's a re- it's personal for me uh, because I watched my mom crying at a kitchen table, trying to figure out what to do for me. She felt like a failure, man. And no black mom, no Puerto Rican mom, no parent, nobody. Whether you poor, or whatever, they shouldn't. You shouldn't have to feel like a failure just for simply questioning uh, what's the best school for your kid.
0: It's fucked up. That's a fact, yo. Thank you for that energy, bro. Chris, pass it to you. I mean, he just, first of all, I think it's funny you say, oh, that's not
3: articulate, bro. That's like so articulate. Yeah, it
0: was. Yeah, definitely.
3: I mean, it's like on the point. It's like everything. The, the, the thing that, like when I hear this that gets on my nerves, though, is the partisanship does start erupting. Like, we feel the need we have to talk about charter schools or magnet schools or district schools or one or the other as if the whole thing isn't what Charles just said. The whole system was never intended to educate free black people. It was never, in, in, edu- not just free black people. Let me just be real about this. It was never intended to educate free pe- people, period, of any color in any race. So let's just, to the extent that white people think that public schools were meant to to, to educate them to be free is a joke. They're, they're just, they're being educated to be part of the matrix. But I agree with Charles, man. Like, listen, at some point you have to stop Picking a team and saying your team is the good half of the team and the other half is the bad half. And I'm just personally sick of having these conversations where we'll have to deal with educated Negroes who want to defend the system in one shape or form. It just needs more money. We need strong public systems. We need to all be in it together. Integration is the thing that will save us. Um, the privatization through neoliberal blah, 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 blah. blah. All of that is some nonsensical academic bullshit that comes out of people going to college and coming back confused about the systems that are producing them and the, the systems that they are caping for, all of them. And to the to the extent that I say anything positive about charter schools or anything positive about school choice or vouchers, and I'll Get the pushback, well, Chris, that doesn't always lead to like good blah 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 blah. Listen, sharecropping didn't lead to absolute freedom, but it was better than slavery, right? Moving up north from the south to Chicago didn't mean that, you know, getting a job in in, in corporations and in, in you know car plants and factories was was the end all be all either. None of that shit was like perfect, but a step by step by step, it was a step out of complete bondage, complete chattel bondage to sharecropping, to migration, to wage uh, slavery, to to kind of wage slavery with benefits, to, to uh, uh, salaries, and to where we are now today, right? It was eventual steps. But the longer we have people inside the system telling us to stick with it for any reason, any reason, mm-hmm. except for like, they're not true with you, that the reason they're saying it is because they themselves won either came through that system and, and were one of the chosen fruit few as the, the black middle-class who loved it and thought it was amazing and had a great time and had teachers that changed their lives and shit. Right. Or they work within the system or their mama or their daddy did. So they owe their middle-class status to mama or daddy working in the system that was harming us. Or they themselves are in one way or another going to get speaking fees or pensions themselves, Every one of these people, to me, in one way or another, is invested in in, in the current system, staying the way that it is. And we don't have to pretend that we don't know that. When it comes to our own kids, mm-hmm. let somebody else pretend like they don't know that with their kids. But don't tell me to do it with mine, right? I want you to have a right to any jacked up ass school that you want, as long as you don't step in my mind, in my way, to have the one that I want.
0: Facts. Reef swinging it.
1: And I was just thinking about so I and I've told this story before, man. So I had four individuals who made up uh, my, both sets of my grandparents, maternal and paternal. Uh, between them, uh, they had eight kids. Uh, the oldest of them were, was born in the 40s. And so when I think about you talk about like generations. So this is these are black families in the 40s. And my grandparents, both sets, said, like, there's no way in the world you're going to go to that neighborhood school because they they. Kill the intellectual curiosity, um, the agency, the aspirations of black children. They grind them to a dust. This was in the 40s. And you fast forward that. Those grand my grandparents would have to say the same thing about their great-grandchildren today in some of those same neighborhoods where they uh, were raising my parents in. And so when you look at that over the course of the years, and then on the other side, when you look at a lot of the folks who are just talking about more money, they are spending an ordinate amount of time making sure they are navigating the system in a way that the neighbor down the block couldn't do, my grandparents couldn't do. Right. And so when you ask politicians, right, like we have politicians in Philly who've been, you know, been in these same seats forever. And they'll talk about I went to public education I went to public school. You're like, which one? Like, like I'm from here. Tell me which one. And they are talking about the 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 schools that have like 20 percent of of black folks in it. Right. Like they so they were allowed to go into this one thing, this this school that was siphoned, making sure that neighborhood kids, One, they're not in the neighborhoods. You can't access them, save but a few. Then they come out on the other side and say, yeah, this was public education. That's not public education for 90 percent of the black kids and the Latinx kids in this uh, community. So why are you positioning it as this is the way that most black children, the eight million black children are educated? It's not. And to do that is, is just disingenuous. And it, like it really burns me up uh, when I see people who've navigated the system, found these, you know, this as as we call before, safe harbor, safe spaces for their children and telling everybody else,
2: you know, what we have is good enough for you. Let you, them let them eat cake. If you black in America, ain't no such thing as a safe space. We need to get that shit out of our like like mm-hmm. if, if anybody it, mm-hmm. it ain't a safe space. You say the wrong shit, it becomes unsafe. So like I just You didn't even gotta say the wrong stuff to for right. it to become unsafe. Right. Your
1: very I, existence is a is a threat and you are you are looked at as a threat and treated uh, as such. <laughs> well, I just want to say one thing about that.
3: It's true, Charles. <laughs> I think you could create a safer space, though. Absolutely. Like Like, like, uh, you see more people right now talking about black people need to become gun owners, <laughs> and uh, you know, you wait need me, a minute, y'all not? Of- wait a minute, there yeah. black people out there that there are black families that don't own guns, and and, and land, right? So you own you a good piece of land. Make sure that you you are you've stocked up on all that you need. It may not be a safe space, but it might be a safer space than what you have
2: right now. Mm-hmm. No, I feel you. Black a black hand is just coined as hashtag safer spaces. There mm-hmm. you go. Safer that's, spaces that's starting that's with We're gonna we're gonna say it here. So we got the copyrights to it. It's gonna be a, the next show we produce. is gonna be called hashtag safer spaces. Some black mm-hmm. right people. There you go. We just we just came up with something
0: on the fly. All
2: what right, you boom. think, Ray? What you think, Ray? You get boom. to think too.
0: Yeah, 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 definitely. So <laughs> he gave you permission to think. I like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. just, because you, just, just because you did that shit, I'm gonna go to the next uh, question. I, I, I you, you know, uh, wait, 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 I wasn't even trying to go well. shave, bro. I'm trying to no, make. No, no I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about Reef. So, uh, <laughs> so we've we've seen folks vigorously uh, fight vigorously for uh, failing schools in their neighborhoods. Why and what are y'all And So I'm gonna set this up perfectly, right? And so. Worked at a charter, ran a charter school in, uh, in Harlem. Uh, it was a co-location. And so the things that were happening in my school weren't exactly the things that were happening in the other school. If you looked, I guess, from the outside looking in, it looked like it was chaotic in the other school. And so um, the test scores were really bad. Uh, at the end of the term of students they weren't able to read the majority of the school wasn't able to read and so you know it was personified as you know this is a really bad school that needs to be shut down i tell you you i there were generations of families that were in that auditorium grabbing a mic telling the nyc doe that this school could not be shut down for no reason ever right and based off the fact that they went there, based off the fact that their mama's mama went there or whatever, but it wasn't based off the fact that the kids are coming out being able to read. And so mm-hmm. a lot of folks are caping for the wrong things because at the end of the day, if my kid can't read and I want my kid to be in a school that's gonna allow for them to be in a better academic position. So mm-hmm. what are y'all's thoughts on that?
3: I mean, it's the reason I'm for a school choice. Like, seriously, like I have seen people like fight to keep schools open that I, I wouldn't want no part of. But I don't want to get in their way of having a school that they want either. Right. Like when I say I want you to have the right to any jacked up ass school that you want, I mean that just literally so we can have an agreement. <laughs> like if I want a type of school that you don't want, you need to go ahead and just shut up. And I'll shut up about your jacked up choice. And let's just have a, a parental agreement with each other that you do you, I do me. Because if we could just get out of each other's business, we wouldn't have to argue about charter or magnet or private or district or, you know, uh, continuous learning and improvement versus fundamentals versus, you know, phonics versus that and the other. We don't have to argue about it. Let's just stop arguing about other people's children going to schools that we don't like. And specifically my people who just want to fight to make sure we only have access to one kind of school, which are district traditional schools that they came through that they love so much. They're the biggest busybodies. I just wish everybody would shut up about what other people do with their children. I I am for those people that want to show up and keep a school open when they feel like they have some sort of vested interest in it. Even if I'm looking at it thinking to myself, damn, this should look bad on paper. I would never do this with my kids in a million years. Fine. I can think that. But I, I, what I can do is get in your way of something that you want, because I know that will eventually come back on me of you standing in my way of something that I need for my kids. So let's just have an agreement. Everybody shut up about what other people do with their kids, right?
0: hmm I feel it. Reef.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's one of those, you know, complicated, uh, you know, complicated things where you you look at, um, you know, one, when you have generations of people who are uh, who are not allowed to have choices about um, their very existence, right? And so then the school, so it's, it's like the school is one part of it, but it's part of a larger thing where people are constantly telling you what's going to happen in your community, what you don't have the right to, and so then at some point people just you know respond, right? Like they've they've you know your public transportation ain't coming to your neighborhood or maybe it's it's a crappy service and all this other crappy service. And then you have this one thing. And then I think people get emotionally attached to, you know, to things or that school may have, you know, a particular tradition that people, uh, you know, appreciate, maybe the kids aren't learning anything, but they're feeling, you know, uh, supported, right? Like, you know, I talk about, like, sometimes we have schools where the kids are loved, you know, to almost, you know, illiteracy, right? Like, because they get all the hugs and, and high fives in the world, and not a, not a single, you know, uh, standard of any kind for literacy and uh, numeracy, right? And so, like, all of that, I think, is just becomes this complicated, you know, space, you know, you, you don't, And then it goes like, you know, where we're fighting for things that we don't own from the beginning. I think if we if people saw like, hey, this is what's uh, being and and broken promises. Right. Like people also say, like, oh, yeah, we're shutting this down. We're going to give you something better. And uh, and I gave the example of what those parents just imagine your child being forced transferred three times throughout high school. Each time this uh, false uh, promise of. This is better for you, right? Being constantly told by people in power, and so at some point, people just respond back. Even if it's not in their best interest, they're just sick and tired of being sick and tired. They just they're just like up to their their eyeballs of just like I'm sick of this, right? And then they just lash back out, and then it, it seems like they're defending the school when it's really not. What they're really just saying is like voicing their their utter frustration about like how they've been treated over generations. And so I, I, I would just caution us not to um, look at that as like, Oh yeah, they love this school. That's been failing them. It's, it's like, they're just sick of, of all of it. And just say, you know what? Like, like it's the words, it's you, it's what you represent. That's what they're rejected. They're not saying I'm pro this. Yeah, Charles swinging it to you.
2: Yeah. No, nah, I, I, I mean, felons again, felon for who, right? Like, I mean, people have different ideas of what felon is. And if you don't know what great looks like, and you never had an example of it, then, you know, I didn't know I needed glasses until I got a, a an eye test and couldn't read the damn board. Right. I just thought everybody saw like that. So, yeah, that's my story too. I was I'm walking just, down the street. How run? would you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so The point that I'm making is it's like, you know, a school that we might deem as being a failure, right? Like I play sports. So sports, you know, that school may not be great in academics, but they got, they send Oakland sends a lot of kids to professional sports, right? Like in Chicago, I mean, per capita for how small Oakland is, you go to one of the big, the, the, the big originals, right? Like you actually got a good chance of getting recruited. So, but I also, again, like I said, man, people are romantic, right? Like there are memories that come with this. There are like, these are remnants of communities and also in communities that we're talking about, like Oakland, Oakland is changing so much. It ain't that somebody just fighting for a broken fell in school, they fighting for something that was a part of that community before all these people showed up and white folks deemed it not necessary anymore. Right. And there's a way that you have to talk to people. And sometimes we don't do a best job of explaining what else is possible or bringing those people in. But I think the whole notion is stupid. I think in 2020, you should be able to choose whatever school your kid you want your kid to go to. And with technology and distance learning, like if I want to go to school A because it's down the street, but I want to take African-American literature that's taught two towns over Let me be enrolled here and take that class. Like we should be rethinking things right now. We are too smart and too advanced to even be having the same dumb conversations. And so, you know, I I just wanted to I don't want us to sound because I think we all understand, like when people are fighting for a school in their neighborhood, it's like I want my neighborhood school to be great. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know what I'm saying? And I think that sometimes we might argue over what felon is or what quality is, um, but I don't want to demonize those people, because if you tell me that something in my neighborhood is about to get torn down that's been there forever and I went there as a kid and you and I trust you versus the white person that might be telling me, then yeah, then I would probably fight for that, too. You
3: know what gets frustrating, right. though, Charles, is, is like as a person, as a school board member, as a principal, as a person in districts, you often see people show up to say how great an institution a certain school was who never showed up to support it before that day until you close it. Like I, I always used to joke that the easiest way to make a school in eminently better is saying that you're gonna close it. Cause then a whole bunch of people who didn't support it for years will show up and say how great it, uh, of an institution it has been in the community. And I'm not saying that as like Chris Stewart, the like ed reform person or person who's into that. I'm saying that as like somebody who was on a board who wanted to save certain schools. And we needed people to like show up at certain times. We needed volunteers. We needed more people from the community working in the schools. We have principals that were overworked and were really trying to do community outreach outreach and nobody would show up until we said we were going to close the school. Like we put out a notice, right. a public hearing, a notice that we're going to close the school and suddenly people show up in alumni jackets and shit. Alumni jackets. I went here in the 70s. I went here in the 80s. This school was amazing. It was beautiful, blah, blah. And you're like, dude, there have been like eight principals since you were here. And every one of them was looking for community support until we said we were going to close the school because there's, it's half full. There's nobody in it. And now you want to show up and make this big proclamation. And you know what? To be very honest with you, a lot of times, the only time that they would show up then in those jackets and everything is because the teachers and the unions would organize against closing the school and they would find and organize people to come and do the outrage thing. But before that day, that principal was looking for them same people to show up and read to some kids and to show some kids like what's possible in life and couldn't get anybody So in some ways, just threatening to close the school might help improve it.
1: Yeah, but I mean and and sometimes that's a, a one-day thing or one night uh a thing. And then I would also just remember like that's human nature too, right? People act with a sense of urgency. When do people go to the doctors? It ain't when the warning signs first that's come true. or that's or throughout true. the time. It's like, hey, you know what? This is about to this is about to be really bad, or something just happened. You had a heart attack or amputation, like it's it's the extreme. And I think that's what, but that's an example of of people being overworked, oppressed, like just over, you know, not even overstimulated is the wrong word, but just like their head on a swivel nonstop, you know, and for the, all of that, for them to shut down, you know, the, you know, all the oppression that they experience as a family is this like, okay, all right, I'm gonna, you know, focus right on this right now. Like that's, that happens a lot, you know, because of the situations that we're, you know, uh, growing in. And, and Cole talked about like, you know, schools being, uh, you know, uh, whether they're destroyed or knocked down, in Philly, they're not knocked down. They're, you know, some of these buildings have been closed for a decade. Just imagine this massive sprawling school abandoned for 10 years. <laughs> you know, and they fuss, you know, people fussing at the individual. Uh, you know, mother or father, like, oh, y'all need to fix up in your blighted community, like, yo, that's the biggest eyesore here. And y'all shut it down and did nothing. So, yeah, so when it, folks when folks saw that, then, yeah, they might come up to the next one, but, like, yeah, this school sucks, but I don't want this abandoned with raccoons in, yeah. and uh, everything in it for the next uh, 20 years. Hey, so I got
0: an answer to that. I got an answer for that. And y'all ain't going to like it, but this is my answer. Oh, there we go. Loft conversions. Loft conversions, yo, because you know them shit's got like yeah, just to help foot, gentrification with that loft conversion. Who's going to be in? It's going to be like South Philly pop. Hey, they got hey, a bar at the on the rooftop, right? Like, I don't you know. even care if you if you make it, if you make it rent subsidized. Just loft conversions. All mm. right, so so I, I I I put out a defunding school. You're right. I don't like that answer, schools, but go ahead. The, uh, the defunding felon schools manifesto, and so uh, you know, let, let me talk about some of the points that got some pushback. So, right now, currently, there's about a 700 to 1 uh, school psychologist or school social worker in an urban setting, right? And so, my thing was a 250 to 1. I got a lot of pushback from that. You know, there's some schools that are able to bring that ratio down to about 125 to 1 uh, mental health capacity, which is amazing. And if we can do that, then that's Awesome, so I'm all for that. Um, another thing was my national push to have kids read by age five. Listen, I'd rather set the bar high than to have kids in twelfth grade not being able to read, right? Mm-hmm. So you guys can push back and do everything that you want in terms of like, oh, the, the putting the age uh, putting the age on reading, but at the end of the day, I don't want an eighteen year old not being able to read, right? So if we set the bar, for our kids in our community because we can set that bar. We can do that. That's on us. So we set that bar by age five and we can make it happen. And then if it doesn't happen, then we need to start thinking about why it's not happening and then put things in place in order to make sure that it does happen, right? But arguing about, oh, no, it should happen at age six or it should happen at age seven, that makes us not be able to have progress. And I'm not with that shit no more. Like our community (laughs) deserves better. Our community deserves better than to have these chasing our tails arguments about when kids should be able to read. Damn it, I just want them to be able to read. So we've been having this argument back and forth for ages and kids are still coming out not being able to read. That's not okay. And then parent universities. Parent university, by what I mean is that training our parents to advocate for their kids. You got parents that are one hundred percent staunchly against special education because they don't understand what it is. They don't understand that these services can then carry with that kid up into college. They look at it because it's been so much stigmatized because it's been used by white folks as 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 a as a as a dumping ground as a way mm-hmm. as a as a dumping ground one. And two, as a weapon, it's been weaponized. So special education has been weaponized in our community to where we don't know or we don't understand what it means for our kids. And it could be 100% helpful for our kids. And so teaching our parents how to properly advocate for themselves and advocate for their children, I think that's like number one on my list. But again, I put this plan out. Feel free, feel free to critique it, do whatever you want to do with it, but let it be a conversation point to where we can make change for our families and change for kids. So now we're about to transition to uh, a very uh, <laughs> important part of our show, uh, the second part of our show. And so we're at the 60-minute mark, which means that we're going to give you the time that we have to give you in order for us to uh, you know, make this a good show. And so, fellas, The Confederate flag, man, that shit has been very, very uh, hot in the media. And I want to get y'all's take on it. So question one, uh, it's been said that monuments and flags are a testament to our history. and should be honored and remembered. Yet we are told time and time again to move past slavery. Like I've had people legitimately tell me like, why are you so mad about slavery? That happened so long ago. And you should just forget about it and you should just move on. We're not our ancestors. So what are y'all's? Thoughts on I'm the way that he questioned you Where the people who said that to you? Forget
3: about slavery. Were the people who said that to you
0: white? Of course, what the fuck? right? You got you a, like, a, a weird why circle of talk like that. Uh, 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 and and, then, and, and what
1: would. did you do?
3: What did you, you got do a weird when, circle of friends? Yeah, then, then 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 what'd you do? What, like, I, I'm honest, I want to know more about this. What'd you do?
0: This is hypothetical, bro. I wouldn't move with people like this. <laughs>
3: okay. Because right. I was about to I was
0: about say, about like, to say. <laughs> I, was, I was waiting
3: for the punchline. The punchline. I smacked the shit out of somebody <laughs> the
0: if they came to me with something, like, with something stupid like that. Like, I would, I would really, like, it would really be like, <laughs> we're always talking about like like auditing friends, <laughs> auditing audit schools.
1: Like you need to audit your friend and your. <laughs> you know what I was about to say? But me like, an application,
3: bro. bro. <laughs> You need an application for friendship.
0: So, you. you uh, so, so, let me ask you this. You've never heard this argument of we need to forget about slavery?
2: I've not heard no anything. No, no one's ever said to me, the word to me, but I know it's out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Out there. Nobody's yeah. said those words to me. No. Yeah.
3: I've heard people say all the time, like, you were never in slavery. You've never picked cotton. You never yeah. this. You don't know anything about it. That was a long time ago. That's this, that, and the other, blah, blah. But I mean, like, listen. At what point did we just say, okay, listen, I got it. It's in your best interest to keep saying all that, right? If I were you, I would say that. If I were you and my entire life's fortune uh, depended on me having a narrative that kept me um, safe, from any uh, any claims of of like uh, uh, white privilege or benefiting from your enslavement or any of that type of stuff, of course that's what they're going to say. Okay, so what do you do then? Like we can't keep talking about it back and forth. Like oh my god, I can't believe that people are still saying this, or whatever. Because I totally can believe it. It's in their best business interest to be that that willfully ignorant and stupid about the way that American commerce uh, 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 invested in them and didn't invest in us, mm-hmm. right? Would you want to be like having your morning jog around your nice little neighborhood where everybody says, hey, you know, hey Bob, how you doing, man? You know, go, well, Bob, do you get a little morning job, come back, you know, you got your good old coffee and shit, you know, and your house looks nice. You got the marble and everything. It's all beautiful. Hot you know, yoga. Got hot yoga. Don't, <laughs> just, you know, don't interrupt my hot <laughs> yoga. You know, you got all your little shit. You got the kit. And then somebody comes along and says, you know, part of that, a lot of that is illegit. <laughs> You didn't get all that. You owe some of that back. You need to like, I don't know, bro, you have to pay us back on some of that because some of that's not legit. Now you're looking at your wife who loves her lifestyle, your kids who love their lifestyle. Um, You see a few black people like me in your neighborhood and you're like, well, you know, no, some of y'all made it, blah, blah, whatever. What is in your interest to admit racism? Or to admit white supremacy or white privilege. What is in your interest to ever admit that any of that is real or true? None. So why would we be dumb enough to ask people to do something that's against their best interest? Like sitting around like we still we gonna wait we're waiting for the day that they're gonna wake up and they're gonna have this big aha oh my god oh my god we were assholes this whole time oh damn. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, shit. What do I do now? <laughs> oh, man. Damn. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, do you think that's coming? It's not going to come. We could pull down all the no, listen, look at no. how hard they're, they're trying to stop us from pulling monuments down. Oh, that's our heritage. That's our. you're trying to take away our heritage. Don't even get to Columbus because mm. Columbus is like, you know, all over Fox News right now. Like, oh, my God, they are even attacking Columbus
2: even. I mean, yeah, bro. That's just, the whole thing is funny. I I love, Ray, I love love how you, uh, I love how you ask questions, Ray. I was just looking at this. I was like, see, if I would have went into law school, I would have been like, this is a leading question. He's like, (laughs) exactly. he's like, you cannot lead the witness. Uh, but I like it though, man. Uh, look, man, you fucking lost. This is what happens when you lose wars. When you lose wars, you don't get like, (laughs) like, if you lose in the finals, <laughs> they make shirts for everybody. The winner, they shirts are in America, and then they give the loser shirts out to a third world country. Like, you don't, like, losers... But did lose. they lose, though? Huh? They didn't lose. But they did they lose. actually lose? Well, did the Confederacy they lose. actually they lose. Lose? They the won. The Confederacy lost. How? They How so?
1: So they look, they I mean, if, the they, if they lost, if they <coughs> lost, it <if> means they <coughs> wait a minute, hold up. If they lost, can I my yeah, I, But I just I, want, I want to add a question to you, so you can't finish it. Let me let me just add a question. Go, go ahead. If they and lost. Yes, that means sir. they would have had the higher ground. How did they force the so-called winners to you know you know to concessions if they truly truly lost? Okay,
2: can I answer? Yeah, go ahead, bro. I'm yes, guys. please answer. Thank, thank you, Almighty overwoke one technically, <laughs> the Civil War, the, the Union won. And when this in order for the South to concede, for the Confederacy to concede, they did some negotiating and we got fucked over in that negotiation. I mean, we're going to do a whole history lesson or whatever. So, yes, we can look at and say the, the, the institution of white supremacy thrives on and the Confederacy thrives on or whatever the case is. But the alternative, if they had flat out won would look very, very different, Sharif. It would look... So, I'm not, I can't overwoke you. I'm not even going to try to, my good brother. Uh, brother, two fists for you. But let's no, be real. It's not overwoke, bro. Like, they won because... That's they won because the, they, right. they were incorporated. They so, were made better. They the came out better. Listen, man, the Confederacy was around for four years. They had four years, and they were dominant in that four years. They was, like, on that, like, Kobe and, like, like Shaq, uh, like, run for a minute. You know what I'm saying? And, like... But the union, the the union beat them in the war. We're talking about the Civil War. And how? How? Who, who showed really? up? Who who showed up? This is oh bad God.
3: history. This is like drunk it's history not right now. This is totally, totally it's okay. So, okay, so, so, so let me just add this. one. The Confederate flag was not, not the flag of the, the,
2: of you know the south, You're right. The question that he asked is is about monuments and flags and testaments. What I am saying is, when you lose the war, your monuments don't get to stay. It is just, it's late. And there's a lot of people that got to enjoy those monuments for a long time. I lived in Kentucky. I've seen a few. I've seen. I've seen the Union ones up and whatever and all that good stuff. But the point is, is that that flag represents a team that lost in a war. That shit is over. It's done. And you got to get a body here. It is what it is. Now y'all can go ahead and break it down to the umpteenth oomph and do you and do your thing. And I will burn sage and incense for you. But that's to answer your question. Them fucking flags and monuments can go. Um, I do. They think can, that, but
3: it's twenty twenty. If they lost, how's, how are we still talking
2: about this shit in 2020 if they
3: really lost? They, those were permanent fixtures for the last God knows how many years, all the way up until now. And they're still fixtures. The number of schools named after Confederate people that aren't going to change. Our kids are going to still, Black children are going to still be walking in schools named after Confederate folks. Ain't nobody changing all those right now. And here, here, here's a, one reason why I think Charles, like, I get where you're coming from, but the way I can't get with them losing is number one, they got more money, they came out ahead, they were made whole after that whole thing went down. Instead of being punished, they were made whole and they were incorporated and it ended up in their favor. They actually became more profitable going with the new economy than the old economy that they were doing. And and this thing thing called the Dixiecrats, this thing that called Dixiecrats that gave you Ronald Reagan and others and that now has given you Trump, Mm -hmm. that is the Confederacy. The fact that you still have American flags of states Entire states still have flags that have the confederate shit in it. And you can't change those. And their governors will let you know that right now. To me, they were morphed. They didn't lose. They were morphed. They were made better. They were made whole. They were invested in. And they were they were made to see how the new economy is probably better than the old one they were trying to hang on to. If you just reframe some things, rename it.
2: They got, they
1: got the reparations. They got the reparations we were demanded. Yes, they got reparations. We were, we were promised uh, reparations and it was passed over to, to the white Damn. people.
3: <laughs> they got 48 years right, so, on the mule. <laughs> all
0: right, so, 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 real quick, because I, I I see where this if is. If not going. 80 this and two. that's in confusion. So, <laughs> <We're confusing. laughs> People it's okay. to ahead. this podcast. <laughs> Yeah, people listening to this podcast right now who may fly, actually may not fly the actual Confederate Confederate flag, but wear that oh. shit proudly in their hearts. Who? What are we saying to them?
3: <laughs> name a name. Yes, please point
0: them out. Can you raise oh, your hand if name you name are name uh, if I'm you're right. down with that,
3: please?
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> if you are listening to this right now, you have made it this far, and you are harboring a Confederate flag in your heart. I am very interested. In, in everything about you, and I will offer you a free pass to Big come sleep. on this show. Yes, please ping us and come <laughs> and, and explain to us how you do both how you listen to this podcast on a regular basis or even once, all the, know, the way to I this no, point. Confederate
1: flag people listening to this podcast. I was about to say
0: that. Like, Ray, right,
3: right right up here choice. insulting
1: the audience. That's what he's I doing. He's absolutely he's doing it, insulting our audience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bro, the, the and black and the green. All right. So
3: listen, listen, listen. I actually think that this is great, but uh Sarah Carpenter, who we all know and love, once said to me about this monument thing. She's like, Chris, those monuments ain't never shot none of my people. And I don't think she was discounting the debate, but she was, what she was saying was right now I am working on issues and it is great that people are working on tearing down monuments and flags and all that stuff. But we have people making $15,000 a year in a city that requires like $80,000 to live. Right. Um, and, and it it came home for me because I was, I was real happy about them tearing down the mon- monuments in new Orleans. Cause growing up, I hated those things. I, I felt like, I lived in some sort of occupied state. So to see him come down, I felt great about it. But, you know, she she brought it home for me just in saying that, like, you know, these monuments are not shoot my people right now.
2: It's just saying that we focused on the wrong stuff and we yes. got a real hard yeah. time focusing. Yeah. I mean, we have a really, really, really tough time focusing. Like any that we even get momentum as black people, we, we lose focus and like and then it just kind of goes in a bunch of different ways and stuff. So I think that that's her point. Um, And I also am not one that I don't think you should erase history. I think that you should tell the truth in museums and put that shit up in museums where it needs to be and tell those Mm -hmm. stories so people don't forget, you know, but what happens in wars is the people that tend to claim victor, they rewrite history. And uh, that is, is what you do. The same way when a war starts, you the first thing you do is you take over the news and the propaganda and you build that out. It, how people receive your stuff is really important. You know what I'm saying? As a child, I sat in classrooms while you told me about Christopher Columbus. And then you learn about how that came. That was a marketing campaign by Italian immigrants that came here and they were the niggas at the time. And they were like, no, we got this person, Christopher Columbus. And they worked and they organized and they built that curriculum. And that's how you get all those Christopher Columbus stories. You know what I mean? Like they were fighting to not be the black people of their time. You know what I'm saying? And we've talked about this on this podcast before. Not to be overwoke. White folks adopt other races when they start to lose steam. Mm-hmm. Like, keep your eyes on what's about to happen in these mm-hmm. uh, affirmative action cases that's been ongoing and that just got some momentum with Cal reinstating affirmative action. You'll see who the next group will be uh, that white folks will welcome into the fold. It's going
3: to be Latinos. It's
2: Latinos, those, it's go, absolutely. It's going to be whiter Latinos. Yeah. Whiter well, well,
3: Latinos. There's They're already, there's, already starting to give them probationary status right now.
2: There's, there's already it, work there. in Miami. But they've already worked there. But there's also a big split in the Asian community around the uh, the the the, um, the college stuff, right? So like, mm-hmm. there's been a bunch of things that's been happening. There's a, there's a few ongoing cases. But when it comes to affirmative action and who's getting those spots, it's been a mix. It's been a split in between the Asian, the Asian American community where some are like, look, no, we stand. We're not doing this anti-black stuff. We're not doing that. And there are some other folks that's like, no, no, my kid had some best grades. I don't give a damn. No, we we want that spot. That's why we came here and uh, pay attention. It, folks should go Google it after this or whatnot. Oh, and since we asking you all to do stuff, please share and give us your thoughts and give us a like. But make sure you share this so more people can actually see this episode. That would be very nice if you did that no. for us. Thank you. That's we how we should come do. back and do we yeah. should
3: come back and do this Asian show too, by the way, because that, that that is a hot topic. And I think it's I'm really not doing that shit. Sure.
2: No, well, we should, I mean, we should it's, get it's some right. back from the community to come on right. and we talk about it that knows right. about it.
1: Yeah, that's right. Then I'll, then I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because I think, and some of the some, you know, I think people from the Asian community, which is so large and so diverse, right? Like they will tell you, like you know, you know, people want to talk about, you know, model citizen, or whatever they said, model immigrant, model whatever minority, yeah. model minority. Yeah. Um, but they're like, you know, when you look at, you know, some of the, uh, you know, folks from uh, different parts of Asia, South. Southeast Asia, they're like, hey, we have a very different experience in, you know, in America, in schools, than maybe some of our other um, you know, Asian brethren. Yeah, I feel it. Hey Charles, I think you that know, and you know it what? It. Tear all the tear all that stuff down too. Tear it, tear it all down. Mm-hmm. And still focus bro, on, on, bro. on Building uh, You, you, you building gotta
2: let Dr. Different. Wilkins finish first I don't know what, <laughs> Yeah, yeah that's yeah, right Tear
0: it down you know, He's not taking He's not taking the social cues And shit not, tonight, not. Yo. I'm not good with social cues It's all good He <laughs> wore his glowing his, his special glowing
2: dashiki today, bro You're not getting in there There's
3: just There's just so much Anti-blackness on this show tonight. Not at all It's I was like, like it. It's crazy There's some He, he like, got dashiki He got a dashiki Oh, that that I and then
1: you're like overwoke like
3: what, what yes, is that overweight.
0: like what, what is that i didn't even right. realize that but folks listen up listen up folks if you're listening to us right now you're still rocking with us we're giving you actually more time than we would actually would, would give you so make sure you liking us angry crying heart thumbs up I just smiley did this, right? faces <laughs> he, wow. really
3: he really did. This this segment was done. Yeah, but they don't they don't
0: they don't really respond to you like that. But anyway, uh Charles Agentic Thoughts. Charles, what are you thinking, man?
2: Well, first you gotta make sure that your podcast mates don't just disregard when you do drops. That's one if you want to be agentic, but no, but seriously, um, I think listen, man. I do think that right now is so much stuff happening in the world. Like I do think us being able to focus and actually drive something to completion is really important. I know we can focus on multiple things, uh, but I think that a lot of times our enemies just sit back and wait for us to kind of devolve on our own and like break out into fights and pandering or whatever the case is. As we have these conversations about school. I want to get let's get past all the conversation around reform or 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 charter district or whatever the case is. And just what do you want for your child? And who do you think should be making those decisions for your child? And then who should not be able to tell you that? Let's simplify this conversation because I think people overcomplicate it uh, to confuse you. But at the end of the day, if I ask any parent. Any parent in America, do you want somebody else making decisions about where your kids go to school or the type of education they get? Or should I be able to pull a plug on that? They're going to say, hell no right? But when we try to overcomplicate and say, oh, you want a school choice? You want this? Do you want, like, the union to do da-da-da-da-da? Like, there's propaganda around all those terms that make you feel some kind of way before you even hear the rest of the sentence, right? So, like, you gotta, as a gentic people out there, we are not getting what we deserve. We need to start screaming for what we deserve, and we need to be willing to actually put in the work to make sure that other generations don't have to deal with this crappy-ass education system that does not have to look like this. So, that has to be on us. If we keep begging and waiting for white people to change or you keep waiting for racist systems to not be racist no more, then you're going to die. You're going to die with an unfulfilled plan and go. Um, and you're going to be at the mercy of these people. So I never want my my fate to be at the mercy of somebody else's heart because I ain't got no control over that.
0: Yo, Charles, that was amazing, man. Thanks for that energy. Reef, reefisms.
1: <laughs> I don't have a refism What I do want to just uh share a quote from you know from uh brother Malcolm you know where he said there's two type of negroes in this country it's the bougie bourgeoisie type who blinds himself to the conditions of his people and who's satisfied with token solutions he's in the minority he's a handful and he's usually the hand-picked Negro who benefits from token integration. The masses of black folks do not live their life and their their aspirations, their demands are very different and often diametrically opposed to what that bourgeoisie Negro is saying. And so we need to make sure we are listening to the masses and implementing uh, solutions that address the masses, not the couple. Mm.
0: That's what's up. All right. Uh, so fellas, final Thoughts. Well, I did have a, I, it, it, I, we gotta get to this question. We gotta close I, I turn off. We, we got. I know, to go. I know, but we gotta get to this question because only because there's a surge in like 21 states, and I feel like we got people that are in these places that need to hear this message because yo, our voices okay, well, need a lot to these people.
2: All right, I got you. I'm with you, dog. So,
0: yeah, so uh if people seem to listen to us. Uh huge surges in COVID. 19 cases in some states, new records in some cases. Uh, what advice do we have for these people? And so, Chris, we'll close it out with you. And but what are your thoughts on this question?
3: So, I'm answering this question and closing out. Yeah. Final thoughts. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah.
3: Well, I mean, um, the easiest answer that I can give to the COVID question is just trust science. Like, if you don't trust science, I I can't help you. Like, I believe in Jesus. I love Jesus. Jesus loves me. Jesus is telling me to, like, think about science when it comes to things like COVID because... You know, you can just replicate. Like if I sneeze on you and I have COVID, so then now you have COVID and the next person has it, we die. A bunch of us die and things happen, whatnot. So all these people walk around, oh, I want to wear a mask or we need to open or we need to do this or we need to do whatever. Listen, fine with your family and do whatever you want. But the bottom line is trust science. If you have no trust for science, fine. You know, like expedite your timeline that you get to go see Jesus. Um, if you don't want to believe in science, I agree with you, you know, <laughs> like do do what you got to do, man. I support you. I support your right to not believe in science to die um, for it so that there's more room and opportunity for the rest of us. Um, you know, my final thoughts just in general on all of this is I love the fact that we are covering so much topical stuff, so much cultural stuff, so much stuff that is bigger and, 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 and more than what we, uh, we're talking about in the beginning around choice and charter schools and all this stuff. But the, at the end of the day, there is still like a large number of parents and children who are going to wake up every day of the week, whose, whose future is not so bright because of a lot of the issues that we care about. But m- one of the main ones is because of the education that their kids are not going to get. And, and there are people that know like us and others who who spend a lot of time thinking about, there are avenues that we could be taking for our kids to get education there. They can learn. They can pass the test that we call racist. They can acquire mastery of skills that will help them earn in life and do better. So I love fancy discussions that talk about everything else, but right now we have a problem with teaching and learning. We have a problem with the way that uh, people are inducted, trained, Uh, supported, monitored, and fired in teaching and learning. Our kids are in schools that are massively culturally um, um, wrong for them. And, And we know this. So I don't care what kind of school that is. I don't care about the politics, who gets the money, who has the pension in it, whatever. Stick with the idea that our kids can learn. The pedagogy is all jacked up. The teachers are jacked up. The systems of training and preparing the pedagogy and the teachers is jacked up that's the problem that i care about more than anything else and i think a lot of the other things that we might talk about are downstream from that you get this one part messed up with our eight million black children all hell hell breaks loose downstream so i would just love for us to like keep hammering that message to everybody
0: Mm. yeah brief
1: yeah, I mean, I agree with that 100 percent. You know, the, the idea of how are the children is a is a mm-hmm. both a question and a rallying call. Um, that is that is in essence, no matter what system you're looking at. Uh, and there are many of these institutions that are just uh, racist and, and were not built for us. But at the end of it. The, the ones who suffer the most tend to be, uh, you know, particularly black children and, um, and brown children. And so uh, understanding that at the end of the day, when we say our children are our future, um, we don't you know, it's it's a it's a song. It's a, a cute saying. And most people don't believe it, because if they did, we would be acting accordingly. Mm.
2: Charles. Uh yeah, man. Uh for me, I would just say um on the COVID stuff. I mean, we talked about this a few weeks ago. I said with all this stuff happening, uh either there needs to be a huge spike or somebody lying. And we saw that there was a huge spike. And I actually don't trust these folks that's saying that the rallies and the marches had nothing to do with it. Like that don't even make sense. Uh, cause when you look at the places where it's happening, it's affecting you know young people young people of color black people and poor white people uh that's where a lot of those infections are coming from so um but yeah follow science wear a mask uh you know we're not out of this yet it's not over and it might get worse uh we just got banned from the European Union uh which really sucks um and we just we 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 got this guy that's just really embarrassing our status across the world and it's just really really sad um my final thought is um you know, one, I just want to have an appreciation for this for this group, uh, the the podcast folks and everybody that listens mm-hmm. in and that shares. It means a lot to us. I think, you know, for me, it's tough because I feel like we say the same things over and over again. Um, I don't want to tell you to just hate everything. I don't want to just always say, like, yelling yeah, like we on our own. But I think that once we actually not just say it, but we believe it, you end up moving different. Like you end up mm-hmm. protecting your kids different. Like, think about when covid first hit and people had to hit them supermarkets, knowing that not knowing what was coming. And how like, like that 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 primal part of you came out. Well, what are the, what would it look like if we got primal about our kids' education? What would it really look like if we got primal about Black rights and our people and the things that we love? Uh, we would not just be believing these people that have not served us. I don't know why our public education system gets so much slack and love as compared to every other thing else in the world we got smoked for. We got smoked for a ton of shit. You know what I'm saying? But in this, we like, oh, well, I'll trust that teacher that I hated when I was in school and that school that I got all these war stories about. Um, So I just wanted to say that, man. And like, we got to be responsible for us. And that also means we got to come up with new ideas and new ways that we can do education.
0: Sweet. All
2: right. So
1: why? One why is people, it messed up that we can't go to the the European Union? Like, who cares? Like, I
2: like going to Europe. Right? Oh, like, okay. <laughs> bro, you know what? Well, I'm gonna <laughs> you a brand new. Like, I, I thought. I thought they. You know, I thought. I love Paris,
1: our motherland. Bandas. Then i will be like, oh damn, that's my
2: my goal. Hey, they on the way. Well, first off, they're on the way. Uh, they're on the way of doing it by for one. And two, if I, I I really want to have, let me get over, let me get over there before that. I happens. Have a professorial uh, residency in Paris, so I, I I really am I'm working to get that. So hopefully that happens one day.
0: Best wish. All right, Best so wishes. so so let me address uh, uh, Mr. Castillo's uh, uh, problem that he had with referring to Latinos as them. And so I, I think it's a larger uh, conversation. And so if you were offended in any way, we apologize, but we can definitely follow up with you in order to, you know, have that conversation offline. But, you know, I don't think the all of them. As a matter of fact, I posted something um, in, in the in the chat that kind of made it more inclusive, because I think that the majority of Latino folks have. I have African ancestry ancestry. And so I was trying to send uh the message that there's a link between us. So I don't think that there's a us versus them thing happening. I think that it's a we thing. All right.
3: So in terms Okay, wait, of- wait, 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 stop yeah. for a second. Yeah. This is a black show. It's called The Eight Black Hands. And we're talking about America's. You say either. No, no, no. I'm I'm, going to do this. This is about the eight million black children in the United States. I I also often say, and the 13 million Latino students going to these schools, too. I often say that. But I think we need a little bit more context about what this comment means, because it's very short. It's just Mm -hmm. cryptic. And it says, I appreciate you all. However, referring to Latinos as them, in quotation marks, is problematic. Language matters. I agree. Language matters. So I would love to have this discussion. I know some, some folks on this, this podcast know David and whatever.
2: Oh, hello, uh, David.
3: yeah. 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 So, so that's cool. But you know, a little context and whatnot. Uh, we are a, we, we are a, we, which means necessarily there are a them. <laughs> and yes, I do believe that we we build coalitions and we work with other people. Right. But let's not be cowed into saying some shit we don't want to say. So that's all I'm gonna, I'm gonna say. I'd love to know more about what the comment means.
2: Yeah, yeah and I, David, and, and and David, just hit me off, hit me off, and then we'll uh, we can we can do something where you come on. I mean, listen, David is, is an amazing educator. I don't even know when he came up or what the statement was, so I don't have a big response to it. But
0: we yeah, can I'm not even sure. We'll well. Yeah. I'm just trying to close out, and I thought that I would like you know. Ahead, Before you Where close you do out,
1: like, of we ain't using no neti pot. That stuff puts uh that bacteria, that brain eating bacteria, up. In oh my your god! Head. We, right we right ain't please, using bro. that
0: jaw. <laughs> hey, so, <So>, so, so. <laughs> yeah, this is amazing. I love this energy. All right, so um, uh to my uncle, Unc. Come on, bro! Like, Who's what the shower Yeah, brother Joffer, <laughs> tell him, brother Joffer, you the uncle, right. he the nephew. <laughs> Treat him like a nephew. All right, so, um, man, thank you guys for uh, for for bringing what you bring to the show. It's amazing. I love this energy. It gives me it for for a while. It hasn't, but recently, it's been giving me really good energy in terms of uh yeah. So, thank you. Um. What the hell is my uncle doing? Good night. We say this is what we say. Good night. All right. So, 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 <laughs> folks. Good night. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace. Your uncle said, "Don't
1: hate." <laughs> <laughs> you have been listening to the Eight Black Hands podcast with Ankrum, Cole, Elmechi, and Stewart. If you like what you heard, follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Eight Black Hands One. Thank you for listening.